and welcome to Soul Talk with Rabbi David Aaron and Leora Mandel. Rabbi Aaron, this is Soul Talk, and I think we talk about matters of the soul, matters of the spirit. Um, and one of the things I was thinking about recently, specifically because it's a cycle we go through every single week, is Shabbat, the Sabbath. And I know during the holidays, we've often spoken, or I've sh- spoken with you about, I want to get the most out of the holiday. These are opportunities, holy days, holidays that I want to really get the most out of. And this past Shabbat, I was recently thinking about the fact that the Sabbath Shabbat is this holy time, this holy day of the week that comes every single week. And just like for holidays, there's usually a sp- special energy that I want to be able to tap into because it's an opportunity that comes once a year. Well, this opportunity comes once a week at the same time. Um, I realize that there's motions we can go through on the Sabbath, even if we're observing it. But it, it, my understanding, because I've realized this with the holidays, is the more I understand the significance of the day and the opportunities of the day, the more I can gain from really immersing myself in the day. And it made me really want to ask you about uh, getting a deeper understanding of the significance of the Shabbat and why this specific day out of all the days of the week is holy. And what are the opportunities that arise in Shabbat that if we tap into, we can really gain from? Right, right. I had a funny situation when I uh, had my first job as a rabbi. I was hired to work with a youth organization uh, that was not religious. And uh, my job was to inspire them to embrace more of Jewish life into their daily life. So I thought, you know, one of our best products, if we could put it that way, is Shabbat. And I spoke to the head of the chapter. She was a 15-year-old girl. I said, I was thinking maybe we would do a Shabbat together with your, with your chapter, which was about maybe 25 girls. And when I said the word Shabbat, she had this sour face and she said, Shabbat, Shabbat, do you mean no tearing toilet paper? And I realized, oh yeah, I'm in big trouble. I say Shabbat and it has such great, happy associations for me. And But when she hears Shabbat, she thinks of toilet paper. Mm. So uh, in jest, I said to her, yes, have you never tried that? For thousands of years, the Jewish people put a roll of toilet paper in the middle of a room. They sit in a circle around it, locking hands and chanting, don't tear it, don't tear it. Uh, she was a little, little, didn't know what to do with that. And I said, I'm joking. Uh, She then said, you know, Rabbi, I've always wanted to ask a rabbi this question. And you wonder, what would a 15-year-old American girl always want to ask a rabbi? Are you allowed to flush the toilet on Shabbat? (laughs) Mm. Um, So most people, if they know anything about Shabbat, what they seem to know is what you can't do. And by the way, you can (laughs) flush the toilet. (laughs) But um, what you can't do. And uh, Shabbat is described as a day that is like the world to come, a a very powerful, enriching, spiritual kind of a day. And uh, it sounds like hell, actually. I can't do this and I can't do that. and I can't do this and I can't do that. So so what are we trying to accomplish on Shabbat? So there is a very interesting and uh, cryptic oral tradition uh, that our sages teach us that the creation of the world is analogous to a king who was building a wedding canopy for his daughter. And in those days, the wedding canopy was quite an elaborate work of art. And it took him six days 
to build this wedding canopy for his daughter. His daughter's name is Shabbat. Mm. And, uh, and, and Shabbat is going to get married in this wedding canopy, which is the world. But she says to her father that she doesn't have a groom, uh, uh, somewhat of a technical problem here. Uh, Sunday's going out with Monday and Tuesday is hanging out with Wednesday. And Thursday is, is already uh, tied up with uh, Friday. I'm single. I don't have a soulmate. So her father says, no, I have a soulmate for you. It's the Jewish people. And that's why the Jewish people are Mikadesh et Shabbat. We sanctify the Shabbat, which is the exact same terminology uh, that is described at a wedding, that the groom is Mikadesh. He sanctifies his bride. So that's uh, interesting. So, so the king obviously is God. The creation of the world, the world itself is actually a wedding canopy. Everywhere we go, we should look at this world as a wedding canopy. It's all there to provide a space for what we came to this world to do, which is to marry Shabbat. Well, what do we do with that? Well, one way of understanding this is uh, that our sages are really teaching us a greater radical paradigm shift. See, what is Shabbat? Shabbat is, is just a day. It's, it's time. Um, it's, it, Shabbat is really a time for time. And most people think that time is the currency that you spend. You spend time in order to acquire things and to acquire space. And that time is really a means for space and things. But this oral tradition is turning it all around. It's saying that space and all the things in space are here to provide a setting for us to marry time and recognize time is our soulmate. Because in the world of business, we are taught that, you know, money is time. Time is money. But this is telling us that time is really of the essence. Time is our soulmate. And we are here to marry time. Now, what does that mean to marry time? It means that all the space and all the things in our life are here for us to do what time provides us uniquely to do. And what is that? Relationships. Hmm. That's what we need. Time is for relationships. You don't need space for a relationship. In fact, space divides us. You're over there and I'm over here. But in this moment, the entire world is together. And you can share a moment and it becomes more. You can't share a meal. It becomes less when you share a meal. And when you share space, you get your space. I get my space. But when you share time, time is expanded because time is really the oxygen of a relationship. And really, what are we trying to do on Shabbat? Um, all day, every, all, every single day of the week, we're into doing. Shabbat is a, is a time to be in the now and to really meet each other in a very quality way in the now. And the world has become so fast. It's fast food. 
you get it fast, you eat it fast, you get out of there fast, and everybody's in a rush, and nobody has time. And that's why relationships are breaking down. Shabbat is a time for time, and all the things that we don't do is meant to create a context and to protect us from de- being distracted from just spending time together. Hmm. You know, that's a real paradigm shift, what you're sharing now, because in the context, first of all, it's so beautiful the way you're describing this. Um, but the paradigm shift of so often, as you explained with that first story, when people think of Shabbat, unfortunately, it can turn into all the things you're not allowed to do. But the irony, and this is where the paradigm shift comes in, is that all the things we're not doing is creating the opportunity for what we can do that can't happen the rest of the week the way it can on Shabbat. Exactly. Uh, you know, when we when we are mikdash at the Shabbat, when we make Shabbat holy, what what is holy time? What what does any what what does holy mean? Holy means that that. Uh, something has become an end and not a means. When the groom under the wedding canopy says to his bride-to-be, you are sanctified to me, you are holy unto me, he's saying you will not be a means to my end. Mm. You are not a means, you are not a conduit, you're not a stepping stone to something else. Now, during the week, we see this moment in order to get to the next moment, which is a stepping stone for the next moment. But Shabbat, every moment is sacred. And, uh, and that's what relationships are. You know, when a relationship is an interest of something in the future, then that's a business relationship. We're in a relationship because I'm hoping that we're going to be able to make a deal and profit. But a pure relationship of friendship and love is a relationship that is, valued for now and not for what this relationship now is going to provide us later. That's what makes time holy on Shabbat, that every moment is sacred and it's not a means to an end. And so really Shabbat is a day to be immersed in the now, to be deeply connected with the now. And so on Shabbat, the way we kind of tune into the now and be more present, rather than being forward-minded, we are more present, uh, we sing. And singing is very relaxing because nobody sings a song to get to the last note. Every note in the song isn't there to get to the point of the song, which was the last note. Every note is sacred. Every note is important. Mm -hmm. Of course, we don't stay in one note. We move to the next note. But this note was not simply a stepping stone to the next moment. Every moment, every note was important. On Shabbat, we dance. And the same thing with dancing. Dancing, this step is not in order to get the last step. And the last step is the most important step. Every step in the right time. And the interesting thing about Shabbat is it really doesn't appear to be a very spiritual day because we eat a tremendous amount on Mm -hmm. Shabbat. And one would think that, that it would be holier if we would fast on Shabbat. But no, we are actually commanded to eat in a festive way. And I believe it also has to do with being more in the now. You know, there's something called emotional eating. Why do people, you know, when they're stressed out, start to eat? Because food gets us connected to our bodies. 
and our bodies are very present, very now. Our minds can think of the future, can worry about the past, and get angry about the past, but our bodies know nothing about the past or the future. Our bodies, whatever you feel in your body is what you're feeling now. And so when you eat, it's also bringing you into the now. So Shabbat is actually a day to be very present in the now with yourself, with your friends, with your spouse, with your husband and wife, with your children, with, with, with God. And uh, it's, a, it's a, a very powerful day to feel at peace. You know, for instance, imagine if we lost the ability to uh, remember the past and we lost the ability to anticipate the future. So our minds only know what's now and doesn't remember the past or the future. If you can't remember the past, then you won't live with resentment or anger or guilt. If you can't anticipate the future, you won't live with worry and, and anxiety and stress. If you were really now-minded, you'd be at peace. That's why I think children are very happy because children aren't so obsessed with what happened or what's going to happen. They're very present in the moment of what's happening and they could get into an argument and it's the weirdest thing they make up and you, you, and, and, in the, in, in within a, a moment, they're the best friends and, and it's as if nothing ever happened. And there's something about Shabbat, uh, which is an opportunity to get back to where life is happening, which is now. Because really the past is a memory and the future is a speculation. Our lives are only happening in the now. And we're not against the past and we're not even against the future, but remembering the past or anticipating the future is only valuable if it's enhancing and helping you in living your life fully where your life is happening, which is now. Hmm. So Shabbat inherently has all these opportunities in it. But if I continue living my life, not actually tapping into these opportunities, if I'm not keeping the laws of Shabbat that create the framework for the Shabbat experience and the Shabbat connection, then even though Shabbat continues on and the sanctity is there, if I'm not tapping into it, Am I completely unaffected by it? Meaning, does it take the combination of this specific day? I can't, I can't just choose, let's say, a Tuesday to say this is the day I want to actually try to have this experience. It's the day, but also me tapping into the day by living with the laws of Shabbat that then create the framework for that opportunity. Yes. There's something about this day which uniquely enables us to tune into the now. And when you tune into the now, you're a lot more connected to God because God is only in the now. You know, the name for God is yud Hey vav Hey, which, which, which is understood to be communicating the one who was, is, and always will be. And our sages tell us that that means that God sees the past, the present, and the future all at the same time. For God, everything is now. So imagine you're watching an ant walking across a painting. Where the ant is, is the present. Where the ant was, is the past. And where the ant has yet to have gone to, is the future. But we looking at the painting, it's all now. 
for the child, for the aunt, is a past, a present, and a future. But for us, it's all now. That's how God sees all of history. If we want to tune into the God mind, we have to be more now. And the more present we are, the more God's presence is within us and around us. Mm. Is and there's something about this day with that, mm. which that, 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 that experience is accessible and available? So that's what I wanted to ask because there's a tremendous there's a lot of these movements of mindfulness, the idea that there's the recognition that life is moving so fast and we're almost not even taking in the opportunities we can because we don't process where we are in a given moment. We're always, as you're pointing out, often either in the past or the future, as opposed to slow it down and take in a now experience. Um, so someone could practice mindfulness throughout the rest of the week, but Shabbat, I mean, especially when you're talking about there's an aspect of mindfulness to Shabbat. Uh, but even if a person, let's say, is going through Shabbat, keeping the laws, but not slowing down to process the here and now and opportunities of the time that we have, are, are they still benef- getting, you know, not, not to say we're only keeping Shabbat to get something out of it, but at the same time, uh, I think I recognize definitely for myself that there are opportunities I miss out on because I'm not immersed in them. So, Absolutely. In fact, the Torah describes the Torah, the Shabbat is, the Shabbat, to keep the Shabbat, but it also uses the term at the Shabbat, to make the Shabbat. So a person who's not doing, you know, uh, you know, is, is, is not doing what's forbidden, so they're keeping the Shabbat, but they're not making the Shabbat, right? The keeping the Shabbat was to create the context to make the Shabbat. You know, people don't talk about let's make Monday, let's make Tuesday, but we have this weird kind of terminology of making Shabbat. Making Shabbat means it, it's making a certain Shabbat mindset. So there are people that are Shomer to Shabbat, they keep Shabbat, but they don't really celebrate Shabbat. So in so much as they're keeping Shabbat, that's great. Uh, they're not doing anything wrong. But the fact that they're not slowing down and, and being present and, 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 and really making that time holy, they're missing out on that. Hmm. And that's exactly why I did want to bring this topic up with you today is because I do recognize, especially when we've done this topic on the holy days, the holidays, the opportunities that lie within that time frame that it, it's out there, it exists, it has its effect, but how it affects me to a great degree will depend on how clear I am tapping into that opportunity, which again is why I really wanted to get that clarity from you and get more insights into the opportunity that Shabbat offers. And one thing after speaking to you and really having certain paradigm shifts too on the whole concepts, it really makes me realize that when we talk about a holiday, it's usually a once a year opportunity. (laughs) But Shabbat, we have this opportunity every single week. It's a weekly opportunity and it's the weekly opportunity that really, the way you're describing it, is gives the complete meaning to all, every other day of the week. It, meaning it's once a week, but it really colors our, every single week and really gives a whole new meaning to our whole lives. So really, I do want to thank you, Rabbi Aaron, for these tremendous insights. Thank you all for joining us. Soul Talk, Rabbi David Aaron and Leora Mandel. <laughs>